Hey there, beautiful souls! Welcome to Wellnessable, a podcast about learning. This is your friend Mickey Sachiko. Wellnessable is from the words "wellness is possible," which is something I came up with back in 2018 to push myself and others in achieving the life and wellness goals. So wherever you are in your journey in achieving those goals, we are in this together, my friend. With the help of different co-hosts on each episode, we'll talk about real-life lessons you can listen to on the go and easily apply in your day-to-day lives. Let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Women in IT Series Asia Edition. The upcoming summit will address the top challenges and trends highlighted by the APAC IT community. Agenda topics will inform senior leaders of the new ideas and out-of-the-box thinking that is happening across industries. Join us on October 26. I'll be the one of the speakers, by the way. And together with different senior leaders across Asia Pacific, we will explore the evolution of IT roles and tech for good. Register for free at womenandittawards.com/asia or check out the link in the show notes. Hi everyone, it's Mickey Sachiko, and welcome to another episode at Wellnessable. Today we have amazing, amazing, beautiful souls as our guest for today to talk about an extremely timely topic. We have Charlie, Charlie and Maureen. Charlie Hartwell is the managing director of Bridge Builders Collaborative, a group of highly successful investors. Who have been investing in startup companies in the space of mental health and consciousness and spirituality? We also have, of course, Maureen Pelton. She is an amazing social scientist and spiritual teacher with 36 years of professional experience as a holistic psychotherapist. She's also an executive coach, an organizational consultant, adjunct faculty, and group facilitator. And together, Charlie and Maureen are co-founders of the Shift. It- Institute, and they're both going to be talking about mindfulness in order for us to to thrive in our career and our relationship during these uncertain times. Charlie and Maureen, thank you so much, guys, for agreeing to be on the Wellness and Love podcast. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank Good. you for having us. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for having us on the show. All right. Look, I know that you guys have been um, you know um, doing. A lot of talks uh, online off, and offline about um, health and wellness, and you know, um, and I know that um, you walk the talk when it comes to spirituality and um, healthy lifestyle. But I'm just curious now that um, how did this, you know, the shift of institute all started? Because it, it, it seems like you guys have a lot on your plate, and you know, you 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 guys have added this. So I'm wondering what's the what's the story behind this. Well, we're passionate about raising consciousness, shifting paradigms, and supporting human potential. So we created the Shifted Institute, kind of as a landing place for all of our work that we do in the world, and we do do a lot together and separately. Um, and this is the place where it all comes together, and we hold that energy of creating a new world where we thrive, where humans thrive. Animals thrive too. The planet <laughs> <Yeah>. thrives too. <laughs> you know, I love that word "thrive" because now that we are all in the middle of pandemic, I feel like, you know, it's a, it's more. I mean, it's challenging pre-pandemic, but now it's even more challenging. So, you know, um, 
I, I really believe that uh, mindfulness can be a powerful tool for us to thrive. And I'm sure you guys agree on that as well. So can you share with us like how, you know, um, based from what you guys have been juggling through the years at Shifted Institute and all the things that you do, like how do you implement um, mindfulness and how do you think that, you know, this can be used as a tool to thrive right now that we're all like, you know, we don't even know what's going to happen in the next coming days, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, for me personally, mindfulness is the ability to be extremely present in the moment and aware without judgment and being able to um, go with the flow and, and really be much more embodied than in our minds and in, and in the um, intellectual space of trying to control things and figure things out and have the answer and duality of right and wrong. Uh, mindfulness is much more being present to what is and living in paradox of both and. And so during the pandemic, um, it's been really helpful because we've had to just be in acceptance and be present and be aware and not, um, you know, and let go and make adjustments and not try and control everything. It's such a good example of how as humans, you know, in many ways we're powerless, right? But like a pandemic came along, um, but where we do have power is in our choices and we have choice every moment. So being mindful and aware of that and making the best choice we can has really helped us get through this very interesting year, year and a half. Yeah, I like um, how, yeah, go ahead, Charlie. I was just gonna say, yeah, I think one of your questions was like, how are we supporting that, uh, uh, supporting mindfulness to, you know, during this time? No, was that, no, no, <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> how we were, how it was supporting us. Got it, okay, I heard it differently. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like how you put it, um, how you're applying it personally and being present in the moment, being accepting of, the things around it, because there are so many things that we cannot um, control. Um, what would be advice, guys? Because you guys are entrepreneurs, and again, um, you know, this is something that you do uh, as well pers uh, personally. What would be your advice for those who are basically trying to get out of their comfort zone? Because I feel like because of the pandemic, a lot of people wanted to reinvent themselves or find new path, you know, career-wise. So. What would be your advice for those who are kind of like feeling stuck or uncertain with their career? What is your tip for them to, you know, do things mindfully in their career um, journey? Um, well, first, uh, you know, it, it, mindfulness is a way for us to help to connect to like who we actually are and what our purpose is. And if people are feeling stuck in this time or stuck in a job, if you are able to go and really dig deep inwardly and understand what your purpose is, you might find that you're in a place that you need to move on from. Uh, find a you know find a different passion or a career that more that more suits you. And I think for a lot of people, um, they don't you know, and I'm one of them. Uh, you don't we don't always like change. But if we're stuck in a place where we're not happy or where we're not fulfilled, 
I think the first place is to understand what does fulfill us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like for like for feeling fulfilled career wise, like, you know, I feel like some people may be struggling with that right now. And not just for those who are trying to shift their career, but even those who are wanted to stick around with their job, like, you know, it can be really stressful, especially now most people are working from home. Like personally, guys, like, I mean, how do you, how do you like um, maintain, you know, uh, maintain that mindful mind during these times? Well, <clears throat> that's a hard question to answer because I've been at this for 37 years. So like, that's the state I live in. Like the, the external world doesn't impact that. Like the fact that we're in a pandemic, just it doesn't impact that for me personally. Um, so maybe Charlie would have a better answer. Well, I think I, it wouldn't be that different of an answer. Our lives actually didn't change that much in, for, for us in the pandemic because it was something to observe. I mean, it, my work changed because of it. Um, the demand for the, the work that I do you know, globally increased because of it but you know we were working at home before um we you know we don't have kids at home so our you know school schedules and things like that didn't didn't change but you know as maureen was saying if you're just observing the world it's just like okay well observe the pandemic and you just like live moment to moment through it mm -hmm. how about those who are like not sure about this because this is I know that you said that you don't like change earlier, Charlie, but like for those who, you know, this is like a complete sh shift for them. And, you know, they're, they're really like having a hard time applying mindfulness. I mean, they hear a lot about it, but they're like, how do I even do that? How do they basically begin, um, you know, and become like you guys? Uh, Cause you guys have been doing it, uh, uh, Maureen, you know, should have that state of mind for many years, but for those who are, maybe just kicking off their mindfulness journey. How did they do that? Well, you know, I think what's nice about this time and space is that there's a lot of platforms and apps and, and free ones too that, um, that are available if you want to practice mindfulness that will guide you through it, that will teach you the basics, that will... Um, you know, provide insight timer is one of them. They have a lot of free um, meditations and I, I'm a teacher on there. I do embodiment practices. They have sound and music to help you get become more mindful. Charlie can speak more to it because we're investors in the company, but they're a really good example. And they're in, I don't know how many different languages. 40. Yeah. Plus. So you say more about yeah. it. That's a good place to like really get started. Yeah. So, so Insight Timer is a platform that has 10,000 global spiritual mindfulness teachers uh, teaching in 44 different languages, all with 100,000 free meditations and a free timer that you can use. And so what, what's nice about that is that you can find a teacher that you resonate with and you can find different teacher or music that you resonate with to help you know, you get in that calmer state. I, I tend to like music that, that, that supports my practice. That doesn't work for everyone. But what I want to say about, you know, about the mindful practice is 
there's really like nothing to chase. Like, like there's nothing, um, you know, the way, the way that I'm, that a way that I might pursue mindfulness could be very different from, from someone else. Um, there are different breathing techniques that Marine teaches. There are different breathing techniques to help, you know, you get into a state of mindfulness. There are different practices. There is no one right way to do this. There's only, you know, somebody's individual path and there's a lot of different options. It's not, you don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to just pick like, you know, one or two different, different ways to practice it. You find something you're comfortable with and it works for you. And that's great for some people that can mean using a technology. Like one of our companies has something called the Muse brain sensing headband. So you learn to meditate and you actually get biofeedback as to whether or not your brain is in a calm or focused state. For some people that really helps to get that feedback for other people that actually hinders their practice. So you know, that doesn't, that doesn't work for some people. So my point is, is there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways to, to practice mindfulness and no one right way, nor is there a, you know, there, the whole, I think there is no really right and wrong, even right. in mindfulness, you know, you get to a place when you're starting and, you know, immediately you are breathing and trying to, you know, not think of your thoughts and then a thought comes up and then it's like, that's not wrong. That's just the human experience. And you just go on to the next, you know, to the next moment. And it's it's a practice, not a destination. Oh, I like that. Yeah, practice, not destination. And it is, it is true that there's no one size fits all kind of approach to it. So I like how you get uh, given different tools that they can use for kicking off their mindfulness journey. Um, I'm wondering, Maureen, you said about um, that you, you were teaching um, different um, classes on that app. Um, can you cite uh, one specific class that you love, you know, um, doing in that app that you think is really, you know, helpful for a mindful, uh, mindful journey, basically? Yes. That, well, that I have a course called A Course on Conscious Breathing, and it's really basic and helpful breathing techniques that anyone can do. And there's, there's an ink breath for anxiety. There's a breath for uh, stimulating the vagus nerve, which is the, helps the parasympathetic nervous system. There's the elemental breaths. So it, it's, it is, you know, the root of meditation and mindfulness and yoga and contemplative practice is breath and breath is life. So this course is a great introduction to just breathing techniques um, that are easy to practice to help you just start to relax and become more neutral and aware um, and just focus on your breath. So that, that I think is um, a great, it's a great class for anyone. And even people that are yogis and meditators have taken the class and given me feedback that it's just really helpful to become much more conscious of our breath because we are unconscious breathers. Um, but I also have simple, free, um, uh, 10 minute practices about self-love and just embodiment and being in the flow and in your energy field that I think are really simple and, and, and practical. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of, um, what's the word, um, uh, um, head stuff. It's much more about just being in your body being in your body. All right. I mean, I actually um, like went into 
the the social media pages of Inside Timer before, and I see that they have a lot of courses. So I appreciate you sharing about the the you know the power of breathing, and I I totally I'm with you in that. I feel like it's really a great tool for us to you know lessen our anxiety and you know be more mindful. So I love that you teach that. So so they basically just go to the app and sign up for yep. there. It's right there. It's just Inside Timer and um, Maureen Pelton is is me and you'll see the free um, practices and then the course and you you know through the site you can ask me questions or give me feedback so you can have access to a lot of teachers and the power of breathing to to lessen our anxiety and just basically more uh, mindful i'm just wondering you said about um, that people who joins that class or that course can actually ask a question, but are there any um, live classes or courses too that they can go there, uh, the app? Yes, there are there's live yoga classes. There's live um, all kinds of classes. There's live music, um, meditative music. So um, they do have a lot of live stuff. Awesome, I love it, yeah, because I feel like um, it's it's more interacting, but although you know, for for people who are always on the go, they love um, the pre-recorded ones and just click it whenever they have time. So that's awesome that there's a uh, live and um, pre-recorded ones in there. I probably will check that out later. I, I've been seeing a lot of of it on social media, but I haven't really you know downloaded um, the app. So yeah, um, just to to wrap things up um charlie and maureen and i appreciate um the things that you've been saying but i really wanted to just um focus a couple of more things on um like personal um you know personal um lives of some people now that are looking to um you know basically grow themselves and i know this is something that um, you guys um, share a lot on um, basically un unleashing a better version of yourself. Um, besides all the things that you talked earlier, how do you think that can people use um, mindfulness? Like what are the specific actions that they can apply in, in their day-to-day -day lives to basically become a better version uh, of themselves? Like specifically in mindfulness. Well, again, mindfulness gives you the ability to be aware and to be present. So when you um, engage in mindfulness and you practice mindfulness, you start to become aware of your reactions and you start to become aware of your stories and your belief systems. And when you, you're no longer an automatic pilot. So once you become aware of them, you have choice about changing your stories, your beliefs, and um, you can become more aware of your reactions and what's triggering you. So again, it's this empowering place of having more awareness and then having more choices. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you want to add something in that, um, Charlie? I think that was, I think that was well said. I think, I think a lot of people look at mindfulness as like the solution. If I meditate a few, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day, well, my life is going to change. But it's actually what happens when you're outside of the practice and what Marina was talking about of like, changing your behaviors, your narratives, changing, you know, maybe how you treat yourselves and or treat others and yourself. Um, those are the things that actually, I think, create more 
um, more opportunities to improve your life. Mm -hmm. I see. And, you know, speaking about, you know, um, personal growth, and we've talked about professional, you know, thriving professionally as well. Do you think using mindfulness is something as a, as a good strategy to like, sort of like create boundaries between those two, the professional life and our personal life? Go ahead. Well, I, I kind of just look at it as life. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, you're mindful at home, but not mindful at work. I think you are, you show up as you are, as you work, as you play, as you uh, are at home, you know, with your family or if you're in community. So I don't, personally, I don't, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's a separation. You just, you, you are who you are. You're showing up in the world um, as you are, and then you go to work or you are at home. But I, I like, I don't, I don't recommend like being mindful at home and <laughs> going to work and fitting into an unmindful, you know, workplace. You, you show up mindfully there as well. Absolutely. I, I guess my question was like, um, like the boundaries, like, cause like sometimes, you know, especially now that most people are working at home, like it's kind of tough to um, create boundaries. I know that for you guys, like you are in the health space, it's easier to, you know, things are more seamless because it's kind of, things are connected like with the, with your businesses and, you know, per, uh, personally, because it's all like in the wellness space. Right. I mean, it's like it's coming from a, as a as someone who's like obser observed uh, your contents, but this question goes for people who have like you know um, not really separate, but like their work is completely not related to you know um, something that encourages more healthy lifestyle. And now that they're all working at home, it's it's now challenging for them to create um, boundaries and. I, uh, I guess I was asking, how can they use uh, mindfulness as, as a strategy, strategy to have that, that rhythm or that um, boundary for them to juggle work, life, you know? Well, okay, first of all, I think people are terrible with boundaries. Like, I don't even think they know what they are, let alone how to set them. So you're asking a really big question. Um, but what I would say around this is um, it's so complicated because mindfulness can help, yes, because it can help us see our patterns as we're more mindful in our stories. But I think that there's deeper reasons why people don't have good boundaries um, with their work life or with whatever. Um, there are much deeper reasons, like they feel the need to overperform or they... Um, you know, they like their work, it gives them purpose or, or they don't like their family. So they'd rather be working. <laughs> I mean, it's really complicated. I mean, I appreciate your question, but there is no simple answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm realizing what you said, but I appreciate you saying uh, some insights about that. Um, any, any um, last um, like tips or um, you know, advice for you guys for us to basically um, be more mindful that you weren't able to touch base earlier before we wrap things up? 
Well, you know, I think what I, the only last thing I'd want to say is that um, when it comes to wellness, right, overall wellness, we have a physical form, a body. It needs to be taken care of. We have emotions, which are the language of the body, and they need to be attended to. We have a mind, we have mental, you know, we need stimulating thought. We need to be challenged. We have a spirit or an energy that needs to be managed and we need social engagement, like we're social beings. So mindfulness applies to all of that. And it also helps integrate all of that. And really that is the essence of mindfulness is it makes us, if we practice it and it's not hard because it simply is being present in the moment without attachment or judgment, um, we actually suffer less and we are more integrated and we're healthier. I love it. Yeah, that is so well said. All righty. Well, Maureen, Charlie, uh, thank you so much for being on Wellnessable. Truly appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Thank you that for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy. And please share this episode to your loved ones and friends and check the links in the show notes or description of this episode. Remember, wellness is possible. Wellnessable. Wellnessable.